When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe, wherever you get your podcast. Leave us a five-star review. I'm Johnny Venerable, joined by Bo Brock in a rapid reaction, if you will, following the Arizona Cardinals' victory at Cincinnati preseason game, number one in the books, Bo Brock, and uh, Cardinals look pretty dominant through four quarters. They did. It was very reminiscent of uh, early last year. Not not just early, but uh, until they were about ten and two, until the you know last couple games of the season, it was very reminiscent. They came out, they they put up a pretty significant lead, and then they added on to it and uh, put put their opposition away. And uh, there was a lot of solid performances. There was certainly some concerning performances, but a lot more positive performances than concerning performances. I'll say that. Wait, you're telling me the Cardinals are known to start fast and look good this time of year? <laughs> Who would have thought? Uh, in all seriousness, Bo, spot on the money. Uh, the Cardinals offense, I think, is where I would like to start, if you're cool with that. Sure. I know people are freaking out. We talked about it in our halftime show. Zayvon Collins, Marco Wilson. We'll get to them here in a minute. But Trace McSorley, you know, I think questions arise whether or not, uh, you know, if there's room for him on the 53-man roster. Uh, I'm not sure, but if he puts together two more preseason games like this one, I think an argument certainly could be made. And uh, I camp MVP standout Greg Dorch has solidified himself as not only a uh, you know wide receiver five on this roster, but somebody I think will see snaps uh, snaps early and often, especially with DeAndre Hopkins suspension. Yeah, I think that he's just going to he's making his case no matter what happens, no matter the situation, no matter how talented this wide receiver core is. Greg Dortch has earned himself a spot and he's a guy that's just making a play, not just in practice. Now he's made it in, in, in the game and on special teams and, in you know, running routes and making plays for whoever his quarterback is. You got to love it. Greg Dortch is a guy that every NFL team needs in you know, to be successful and and you have to like it. I mean, he's he's not just getting open, he's not just finding open space on the field, Johnny. He's winning, you know, close matchups against NFL caliber cornerbacks. You have to love what you've seen from Greg Dorch and that he can contribute. And in and I, I know there's not enough footballs to go around, but he's he can make, you know, if he gets two targets, he's probably gonna make good use of those. Yeah, and he's somebody that will, will can help you in a lot of different ways because he showed his value on special teams tonight. Had a long return that set up a touchdown. As you mentioned, it tracked the ball at its highest point. Is not some gadget player. It's turned into an all-around 
wide receiver slash special teamer that teams covet at the the back end, the bottom half of the roster. And the Cardinals just, they have an embarrassment of riches offensively right now. We talk about the receivers. The tight ends weren't even on display tonight. The offensive line looks like it's going to have maybe not its top-end unit. I still think that that 2015 team might have them beat with Ayupati and Valdir playing at the top of their game. But you talk about seven or eight guys on the offensive line. Josh Jones, Harlow, Will Hernandez playing a ton tonight that can help this team. And the versatility, I mean, you got to feel good if you're Kyler Murray about this unit. You absolutely do. I mean, the, the continuity, we talked about it during our halftime show, and thank you to everybody that joined us during the halftime show. It was great. It's just more to come throughout this preseason. But, yeah, the continuity there the, and just the professionalism, uh, it, it's probably the tightest-knit group on the team, which is saying something because there's it, it, there's a lot of that because there are a lot of returning players on this team. But, uh, you know, one last thing about Dorch. I mean, the 55-yard uh, punt return that he had uh, once the defense kind of was able to force the uh, the three and out, or I don't know if it was a three and out, but they they forced the punt, and Dorch has the big 55-yard return and turned into six for the Cardinals. Um, I, I can't remember this team outside of Patrick Peterson. Have they had a guy in the return game? It feels like forever, Johnny. Yeah. Well, I mean, Christian Kirk never really blossomed into that player, yeah. and then they, you know, Peterson really, when he became an you know all-pro corner, I, I don't know if he took luxury in returning, but I mean, he just was not the same return man as he was his first you know, one to two seasons. Dorch looks like somebody that legitimately has a shot to give you chunk yards every time. Mm-hmm. And Rondell Moore, it's not a knock on Rondell Moore. I think Rondell Moore probably is certainly the faster of the two, but I mean, I, how do your, how does your mind not go to that green Bay game last year? And Rondell had a tough time. Greg Dorch, like literally can focus on that and only that. And, yep. and be a plus player for the Cardinals like LaRod Stevens-Hollings was once upon a time returning kicks. The Cardinals need to focus Rondell Moore and Hollywood. Yeah, and Hollywood <laughs> Brown need to focus on playing receiver. And and Dorch can be the ace as a punt returner. And it's clear, like, he has surpassed Andy Isabella if there was any, you know, questions about that. Isabella himself, Bo, had a nice night. Four he grabs, f- 57 yards, played all four quarters, targeted seven times. Uh, I, you know, I put out what I think is going to be the hierarchy of receivers on this roster. I think they're going to carry six. And depending on what happens with Antoine Wesley, Isabella could be the odd man out. Do you think he's done enough through one preseason game? This may f- be ridiculous to ask at this point to warrant somebody else calling and, and considering trading for Isabella. I mean, we saw this team add Marcel Aitman to kind of fit a profile that that's similar to uh, Antoine Wesley, and we barely saw Aitman on on Friday night. So, uh, if you're just looking for pure playmaking, if you're just looking for a guy to fit a role, I mean that that might be some concern for Annie Isabella. You know, is because of what Gray Dorch can do and what Rondell Moore can do. Um, that there are already guys that fit his profile, but you know his his. Um, Obviously, familiarity and grasp of Cliff Kingsbury's system, and this being his fourth and probably final year here, it it, it gives him an advantage. So, yeah, I think he's right now got a pretty good hold, a grasp. I wouldn't say, you know, I would I wouldn't sleep very comfortably at night if I'm Andy Isabella and my I'm I'm thinking about my future and in playing big snaps for this Cardinals team this season or making this team, but. Yeah, I think he's he's got the edge right now. You know, we didn't see much from Victor Bolden Jr., who I thought we'd see more of uh, last night. But um, yeah, Andy had a quite quietly good game. I mean, you know, to kind of open things up with Trace McSorley, 
under center and you know he, he catches the first ball from him he's got the big 40 yard uh, pi that he drew he almost drew another one in the second half you know over 90 yards of the offense moving downfield from him and isabella you, i mean you got to give credit where it's due and i thought you know he was poised to have a solid camp in preseason as well it's just um you know he just can't make any mistakes going forward he, i just don't think his margin for errors is that great yeah, and I think regardless, he's going to be on an NFL roster this year. Like the Cardinals cut yeah. him. He's going to be claimed by somebody. He'll be on a 53-man roster. The Cardinals may opt to hang on to him based on Wesley's injury, the uncertainty around DeAndre Hopkins. They may feel like they have to have him around. I still do not think he can beat quality NFL corners and coverage, catches with his body too much, but he's got the speed, and we saw the separation today, and he had a nice game. Hopefully he can build off of that. I also thought offensively sticking with this, Side of things, Cardinals rushed the ball 28 times, 112 yards, four yards per carry. Now, some of that was helped by Trace McSorley and uh, his 32 yards on the ground. But I thought, by and large, the most explosive back we saw tonight, who did get the most carries, was Keontae Ingram, the rookie running back out of USC. Seven carries, 27 yards, had the tutty. And we feel like the hierarchy at the running back position, James Conner, Eno Benjamin, you know, Daryl Williams. And then it's like, who's going to be RB4? I think most people would say Jonathan Ward, but Bo, you and I watch Count Ingram. I think it would be a mistake to subject this guy to the waiver wire. I really do. Yeah, it would be. Uh, you'd be just saying thanks, thanks for your service. Have a have a great NFL career. You're probably going to end up, you know. It, it, I think the very the floor for him is RB two. I really do feel that way about Count Ingram. Do not disagree with that. I do not you know, disagree with that. The floor, and uh, when you when you've got a guy who's just you know this is his first season, and you've got Jonathan Ward who. Yeah, he he's played. He's been your RB four, RB three. He's a special teamer. He he has a purpose on this team. But you don't give up on players like Ingram for Jonathan Ward. Like Jonathan Ward had two tutties the other night, right? Yeah, that's great. But he was, I mean, he was in prime position to get those. He he didn't he didn't take the heavy lifting uh, to get there. I thought Keontae Ingram showed like he there's there's a difference. There's a difference between the two of them. And, and what, you know, Ingram's ceiling can be and, and what Ward, you more of a kind of, you know what you're getting from Ward and it's not, uh, the ceiling isn't that high. It's, but it, it's fine. It's fine. But you want somebody like Ingram who, if say James Conner, who played a career high 15 games last year, John, if he goes down, you know, are you going to give the workload? Are you going to give it to Daryl Williams? Are you going to give it to, you know, Benjamin? Or, you know, if you're, if you're down two running backs, like you were at some point last year, you know, Keontae Ingram can, can I think, carry the load more so than Jonathan Ward. I, the easiest way to, to now analyze this is, like, if Jonathan Ward's subjected to waivers, I don't think he's being claimed, with all due yeah. respect to Jonathan Ward. And if and if Keontae Ingram's cut and people turn on his tape and they think about the kind of preseason he's having and the kind of training camp he's had, and we saw him at the red and white scrimmage and he was more impressive than Jonathan Ward, I think he's claimed because I think <clears throat> he would have been drafted by somebody else Cardinals have a a gross collection, and I mean that the best possible way, Bo, of offensive talent. I mean, they have guys in Isabella and Keontae Ingram and certainly like a Josh Jones, a tackle, who would be starters on other teams or rotational players. But the Cardinals have become so deep now, that's a credit to Kime, yeah. that they have these tough decisions to make. Yeah, it's it's a great point. I want to hear your thoughts on this because there's there's been a little run for this as we talk about the running backs. I am under the impression I don't see any you know threat to Daryl Williams 
uh, in his role with this team. Do you? I I saw Gambo mention uh, the other day, or somebody uh, quoted Gambo saying he he hasn't heard any noise about Daryl Williams coming out of camp, and I, I don't think that's necessarily a, a bad thing about Daryl Williams. Daryl Williams, you know, could come in and run for one yard per carry in his limited preseason time. I, I think the team views him as a piece going forward. Yeah. Despite Eno Benjamin's emergence and Keontae Ingram's emergence, I don't think Daryl Williams is in any danger of not breaking camp with this roster. Uh, James Conner and uh, Daryl Williams have been on AFC contenders. They've been, in Daryl Williams' case, I think he's been to a Super Bowl or an AFC title games, uh, championship games. Like they have nothing to prove at this point in time. If they if they look explosive, James Conner's had a tremendous training camp. Daryl Williams, when we've seen him, though, looks fine, capable, certainly out of the backfield. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes calling up Cliff Kingsbury saying, "You got to sign this guy. He's making no money." Like Eno Benjamin and Jonathan Ward and Keontae Ingram should carry the ball the entire preseason. Like that's the point of the preseason. You let the young guys run with it, and and you let them fight it out. Unless if Daryl Williams doesn't look good during the season, you could always just cut him. Like his contract's not guaranteed. He's making no money, but there's a luxury of having him on the roster because as high as everybody is on Eno, he hasn't done it. He hasn't done it since he he's been in Arizona State. Daryl Williams is an NFL caliber running back that outplayed Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. We've talked about it in Kansas City more often than not. So he is a luxury. Keep him ready to go. Keep him in the garage. Use him when necessary. Ride James Conner. Give him 75, 80% of the touches offensively and, and kind of go from there. I want to round out this offensive talk before we pivot to the defensive side and you know where we're going with that and, and talk specifically about Trace McSorley and get your opinion, Bo, right now. Is he worth keeping on the 53-man roster or is it just not a luxury Cardinals can have when they have all these other concerns at cornerback otherwise? It's probably unpopular opinion, but I don't think that they have the luxury. I think he is pretty much who they thought he was when they picked him up from the Ravens, when they snuck him off his, their practice squad. And if they need, if they were to lose Trace McSorley to another team because they couldn't slide him on their practice squad, it's not the end of the world. Like I really don't. I think that Trace McSorley's in the NFL do grow on trees, and you can find a guy even with his skill set. You know, you can find a guy who's a dual threat who can, you know, get outside the pocket, made some throws. But you saw, like, at some points, he, he didn't even have to utilize his legs. He just needed to stand back there and make some throws, and he wasn't. So, yeah. um, you know, you've got QB one, you got QB two. That's pretty much all you need in the NFL, and it's it's kind of the the way that the league has gone. It's like if you it's very rare that you you carry three quarterbacks anymore, and I just don't think Trace McSorley is the guy that is uh is worth that the only good game i have yeah absolutely is this we're still semi-living in a pandemic kyler murray's already had covid once what if he Mm. gets what if he gets it again what if what if that derails part of your season what if colt gets covid what if colt continues to have arm fatigue i don't know there's a you know it's interesting like i think i saw new like cdc guidelines it would be interesting to see if nfl even tweaks like how they approach covid any longer like as far as what they de- you know, with Kyler having it, and obviously they'll take into consideration. You know, it, it is something to kind of really monitor going into the season. Something that's impacted this league so in, in this or the world we live in so much. You know, last two years. I don't mean to, to you know get over my skis here. I've seen enough from Trace McSorley. Like he is significantly better than Chris Strebler, who has started regular season games for the for this Cardinal organization. <laughs> so I have yeah. PTSD. Uh, and, you know, Trace made me a little bit of money and I'm the DraftKings Sportsbook app. I took the Cardinals 
plus two. That was easy. Cardinals money line hit big. They won by double digits. The over hit big. Said that as well. Uh, you can be hanging out, bet on preseason like your fellow degenerates here at PHNX. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code PHNX. Make your first deposit. Get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code PHNX only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And we're gonna try. We're gonna ride this train next week. I'm gonna I'm gonna put my winnings bow on the Arizona Cardinals breaking the Baltimore Ravens. Wow! One game preseason streak. <laughs> Who better than former Raven Trace McSorley to do that? I can't wait. I literally can't wait. It's uh, it's. It, are they gonna bring Al Michaels out of retirement? And he's gonna scream, "Do you believe in miracles?" At the end of this game, it's David Goliath. It's gonna be on. I mean, let's just pump this thing up, right? I yeah. mean, yeah. this is um, uh, as far as preseason games and trying to put lipstick on a pig. We're gonna do it next week as the Arizona Cardinals open their home preseason slate. Like their only preseason game against this juggernaut that is the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, I, I love it. Uh, it. It you know, as far as your bets concerned, that was a sure thing. Here's another sure thing for you: just going to Four Peaks and having a great time, having a great beer, having some great food, and also you can try to win yourself some free swag from Four Peaks. Four Peaks gift card, a PHNX shirt of your choice, and a PHNX annual membership. How do you do that? You ask. Well, it's simple. You enter and win the Potosa of the Month sweepstakes. Just to go to gophnx.com, click the link in our show notes here on the audio only podcast. As far as going to Four Peaks and having a good time or just getting at your uh, local you know, convenience store, got to be 21 years or older. But uh, enjoy responsibly. All right. Well, let's get to what I think most people want to discuss. We touched on it in our post-game or uh, halftime show, Bo. Zayvon Collins, Marco Wilson played majority of the first half. Zayvon especially played first and second quarter and uh, wasn't great. Again, I, I give Marco Wilson pa- a pass. I'm sorry. I think – He's proven much more than Zayvon Collins had. Marco was also a fourth-round pick. So if Marco Wilson develops into a rotational corner, that's fine with me. I'm okay with that. The 16th overall pick looking timid in a preseason game year two with backups, that's that's a concern right now. If you're Steve Kime and Michael Bidwell sitting up in the press box or the owner's box, I should say, is it time to get on the horn and bring somebody else in just as uh, competition? I don't know what you Yes. Do. I think I mean I think that's the play, um, and if if it you know pushes him further back, then I think you're there's a, a lot bigger issues than just um, not being able to make plays in, in a preseason game. I mean it's going to be somebody who's going to become a liability down the stretch of the season or just going into the season. And um, you know Vance Joseph and crew just didn't seem that it was necessary to play Zayvon Collins. Where I think I, you were right. Where why didn't we see him at least for the entirety of the half? Right? right. I mean, why is he getting the the treatment of of a starter when we really didn't see anything from Zayvon Collins? And, you know, some people say, hey, that's a good thing. We didn't. It's like an offensive lineman. If you're not talking about him, it's a good thing. But not I mean, mm. if you look closely, if you if you watch the tape and I was zeroing in on 25 on a couple of them and back to back plays, he was just absorbed by number 63 from the Cincinnati Bengals. And it was because it wasn't because 63 was just, you know, he was pulling and he was in a spot that he wasn't supposed to be and he just made a good play on his side. No, it was Zayvon being hesitant and just being put another hat on a hat from the offensive lineman on the defender. And it was it was just it was rough. It was he was not putting himself in the middle of each and every play. Uh, and it, it's very concerning. He's I, I'm I'm really going to rally behind. We need to see a lot from Zayvon Collins come the Baltimore game on Sunday Sunday night. It's it's going to be a uh, 
you know, a Sunday night game, right? It's going to be nationally televised and you want him to maybe be juiced up by that because I don't know what's going to take at this point. Like this is his opportunity to kind of show that it's his job and it should be his job to lose. But I mean, at this point, I mean, you got to bring somebody in that because who, how many serviceable three down linebackers does this team, at least that can play in the middle of the field and go sideline to sideline. Do they have, I mean, if you put, Simmons back there he's done it before but they don't want to do that with Isaiah right. he's having his best training camp in the back seven playing kind of this star linebacker safety combo um they don't have one on the roster you, you made a great point on our halftime show Nick Vigil's a two down player like Nick yeah. Vigil outside of that pick six of Kyler Murray he's not meant to play the pass uh he's had a fine training camp but I mean he's making no money he's not part of your long-term future like they, they brought him in basically so Zavin can run with this job and not be challenged by it. And it's not a physical thing with Zavin. It's a mental thing right now where he cannot play free and easy. And um, again, like Bo, you've seen him. I've seen him at practice. He is a physical specimen uh, in like the 1% of this team. It's like he and J.J. Watt and Chandler Jones once upon a time are the first couple guys you're, you're putting off the bus. But man, oh man, when push comes to shove, like, he just can't read and react right now. Do you get on the yeah. phone? A couple guys uh, left in free agency right now. God, hell, I can't believe we're doing this mid-August. <laughs> uh, Jamie Collins, New England, Detroit once upon a time. Dante Hightower is available. They're both 32. And then, of course, we talked about it last week, and everybody got pissed at us. Roquan Smith supposedly mm-hmm. is or isn't available with Chicago Bears. I mean, just like, do you want to rip the Band-Aid off and solve a problem for the next five to seven years, or you want to deal with this going into the next offseason? I – I do not. No one's bigger, bigger supporter than Zayvon than I have, you know, dating back to last year. But I also know, like, hey, it's it's crunch time. He doesn't look good. We, I mean, he's got to play. But I think we know right now it, it's not a good pick right now. 16th overall, not a great pick. You know, it's not. We know what a good pick looks like, and this isn't it so far. Uh, here's what I'll say. I mean, I was encouraged by the pass rush. I was encouraged by the defensive line. I think the yeah. the front seven, excluding Zaven or just the middle linebacker position, you know, completely, uh, it, it was uh, you know more than serviceable. Like it looked better than I expected. Um, and you know, Victor Dumakaji racking up two sacks. Rashard Lawrence looking good, and you know, uh, the the rookies Cameron Thomas and Majay Sanders looking pretty good. Like the front seven looked. Great. And then you know yep. what you're going to get from the back end, right? You, you've got three safeties that should play at a very high level. Can can you overcome having a guy playing, being overwhelmed and below average at the middle linebacker spot until, no. you know, something just clicks? I don't think so. I just don't think they have the, the luxury of doing that. So, I mean, it's another thing. Like with th- those names that, that you said, I mean, I don't, I think that they could immediately come in and play, you know, re- above replacement level linebacker. I haven't heard from my dad all night, just in hindsight, or since <laughs> yesterday. And I was texting him during the game, and all he yeah. just texted me is uh, one word, and it says Roquan on my phone. Yeah. Um, so I think we're all kind of in the same position of like, hey, we got to do something, right? And we all we can we can you know put the pom poms on, root for a guy. We want him to do well. Shit, he follows us on social media. It's great. We love Zayvon Collins. We're wishing him the best. We also want to win football games in uh, 2022, and we want to spend those games. With you, we're going to have a ton of tailgates out uh, this season just outside of the stadium. TVD and where those are going to be. Bo and I and um, our many PHNX cohorts are going to be out partying, having a good time. Be happy and healthy. Come hang with us. 
talked about COVID-19 earlier. It is still ongoing. So go and get your vaccine and be uh, safe and happy and healthy for those around you. COVID-19 vaccines are free for everybody five and older. Those 12 and older are also eligible for a booster shot. Um, visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location nearest to you. Also, got to tell you about some more free stuff, at least more opportunities at free stuff. Talking about our friends over at OGs. OGs is giving you a chance to win one, or actually three, yes, three bags of OGs. I almost said one. Shortchanging you two bags of OGs, including cream, orange creamsicle and tropical flavors. OGs, you can get a hat as well, PHNX shirt of your choice, and a PHNX annual membership. Just sign up. Go to gophnx.com. Click the link in the show notes here on the podcast. It's the Flavoring Life Sweepstakes with PHNX and OGs. And also check out OGs, uh, the Arizona's Cannabis Kitchen at ogsbrands.com. We're on Instagram at ogsbrands. You can find their products at your local dispensary. Must be 21 years or older to purchase. I made kind of a, a list, and I'm going to try to do this after every game, Johnny, where I use the the emojis to describe how I feel oh. about what I saw from, from players because I'm a child. Uh, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm a teenager with an iPhone. Um, I like Dorch, obviously will Hernandez. I don't know if we, we talked we talked about the overall offensive line, but really encouraged by will Hernandez. Will. Uh, Victor Dumakeji mentioned his name, Keontae Ingram. Of course, we, we were just gushing about the rookie out of USC via Texas Annie Isabella. You know, I like Josh Jackson. I like Christian Matthew, two guys that uh, just, you know, added a necessity, you know, a, a late round pick at a Valdesta State. Christian Matthew made some good plays, and Josh Jackson. AJ Green even mentioned Josh Jackson. I don't know if he knows his that. name yet yeah. because he said number 36, and that is indeed his number. Uh, so AJ Green uh, paying attention to Josh, at least on the field. So th- those guys look good. Rashad Lawrence looked good. And then um, two, you know, one other person that, that's concerning for me, and it, it's a little silly, but Matt Prater. Matt Prater, who was so consistent last year, outside of the, uh, the you know the bad Christmas performance, yeah, you know that that's something you could hang your hat on, and it, uh, you hope that that's going to be the case again in his second season for the Cardinals. I think he'll be fine. Uh, I'll go with his track record. I'm more inclined to do that with players who've been around the league. We talked about Daryl Williams before. Will Hernandez again can't say enough good things. You and I, you just joined the show back in March, and they had made that addition, and we were kind of in the minority defending that move. And a lot of people, uh, Giants Twitter, especially sliding into our messages, our notifications on Twitter, basically calling for Will Hernandez's head. Uh, there are th- such things that Cardinals fans know this is toxic organizations. Cardinals used to be one where players would be drafted high, wouldn't perform for whatever reason, <clears throat> coaching, leave and have success and go elsewhere. I think we've got one of those Will Hernandez. I think he is set up for success. Sean Kugler, his college offensive line coach, he's more comfortable here in Arizona. He is a huge mountain of a man. He brings a nastiness to the offensive line. He's not going to be asked to do too much. He's going to be centered right between two consummate professionals and Rodney Hudson, Kelvin Beecham. Uh, I, I can feel very confident about Will Hernandez, a part of this group long term. And we've outlined it like the track record of like high drafted guards kind of flaming out with their first team, going to another team and succeeding like a Lincoln Tomlinson once upon a time in Detroit, that those things happen all the time. Just guys aren't ready to perform injuries, coaching changes, whatever it is. Um, Sean Coogler is going to be around this team as long as Cliff Kingsbury is. And that gives Will Hernandez a lot of, I think, comfort. And uh, I love what I'm seeing from him. That second offensive line group, Sean Harlow, Josh Jones, 
feel good about it. I mean, the offense, we say it every damn time we do this show, Bo, like the offense should put up huge points. Cliff Kingsbury, we didn't even talk about him as a play caller tonight. Fantastic. Cardinals put up 36 points, um, really in a blink of an eye at ease at times. It wasn't until the fourth quarter when they were really just kind of screwing around, letting Kyler call plays. Uh, didn't keep the foot on the gas, took Trace McSorley out. But, I mean, like, literally, can the defense do just enough to force some turnovers, keep them in games for the offense to figure it out and 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 go on one of those quintessential quick play strike drives or the kind of drives that James Conner's running over people because there's there's too many skilled players for other teams to key in on. I really do believe that. Yeah, I mean, they showed against inferior talent that that they can be, and sometimes that's all you need, right? I mean, sometimes you just need when your your defense is is average, like if they're going against a below average, um, you know, unit that they just get off the field, and they were able to do that. I mean, we didn't even see Brandon Allen; he he left the game for for the Bengals, so we didn't even see their backup for most of the game. We saw, you know, Jake Browning, who used to start Washington, who has no business being in the NFL, but you know, they were able to, you know. Browning had like a, a a miracle completion at one point, but outside of that, they couldn't really move the ball. You have to be encouraged with what you saw from this defense. I'm encouraged and I'm reminded that Vance Joseph without Chandler Jones in the lineup has been great as far yeah. as finding a pass rush. And, you know, if he's confident about this group, and it, it seems like he is because there's nothing, there's no rumblings of them being tied to anybody who might be available on the on the open market at at the pass rush role? So um, maybe it's something. Real he's quick, like, hey, to, to that point, let me ask you this: Is this a scenario in which one of these young players could potentially Wally Pip like a Devon Kennard? Like what? Oh, we yeah. saw for, I know it's I know it's a flash in the pan, you know, preseason game. But what Victor did tonight: two sacks, and you can just tell watching him, he's got explosiveness off the edge. He's got pass rush moves, like. Would you be surprised if it's like week seven and he's a starter opposite Marcus Golden? I, I would not be. I wouldn't. And I just, I don't think DK, you know, Kennard is somebody, he's not hungry. He just doesn't. Like, you know, he was, you heard about him, like when he came over that he was, he wanted to get into real estate and all that stuff. Like, I just don't think Devon Kennard is somebody that loves football. And Dean McKagey seems like somebody who's hungry and wants to, you know, he, he doesn't want to be a guy who's a practice squad guy or a fringe player. He wants to get in there and be in part of the rotation, and probably that's not even going to get the get the guy where he wants to be. So I like Dumakeji. You know, I'm not saying he's going to be you know, starting opposite Marcus Golden whenever they freaking get him back in the lineup, but um, I, I think he can he can certainly join a rotation of Gardeck, Dumakeji, the young guys, and they can be they they can be enough. God, the Cardinals are due for something like that to happen. Draft a player in the sixth round, pick two ten and just become like a stud player at some kind of position, have their equivalent of like a, you know, a George Kittle where you just, you find a pro bowler late, somebody that brought blossoms into an eight to 12 sack guy. This well, franchise. He almost, had, he almost had three sacks the other night. I mean, the, the, the Browning completion down the field on the sideline, mm-hmm. Duke Cage is right there in his face. I mean, and he had two sacks on the night. So uh, got, you know, it, he, he's not somebody that's got the skill set that's going to rack up. He looks, he looks the parts. Yeah. Yeah. So exciting, 62, man. 260. It's, 21 and a half sacks at Duke. I just looked that up. So, I mean, he's wow. not one of these guys that you project to, well, can he have sacks at the next level? He only had two sacks at Georgia or whatever. Like, <laughs> he, had a, he, had a bunch of, he had a bunch of sacks in the ACC. He looks, he's big, number 52 out there. 
I want to believe, just like I want to believe, that everybody's going to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review. Go check out gophnx.com. Bo's got training camp reports up on the reg. Become a member. 99 cents for the first month, $8.99 for the subsequent months. Uh, check out PHNX merchandise, locker, great stuff, gear, T-shirts, hats. Um, we're having fun. Uh, Bo, before I let you go, my friend, uh, MVP for this game, offensive and defensive side of the ball. Wow, offensive. That's tough. I'll probably go with Keontae Ingram. Um, okay. You know, he, he looked uh, the most impressive tote in the rock. I know Jonathan Ward had one more touchdown on him, but uh, he looked he looked like he was making plays and, and, and he could find some, some space. Defensively, yeah, I'm, I'm going with uh, I'm going with Dumakeji because I think he kind of settled down the masses about where some pass rush could potentially come from uh, in the future for the Cardinals. What about you? I'll go Will Hernandez at guard. I thought he set the tone in the first half. The Cardinals only beat themselves on a couple different drives, but they they could not be stopped up front. I love when this team controls the line of scrimmage. Something we don't see enough of. And yeah, how can you? I'll double down. Uh, I'll go with Big Victor on the defensive side. And let's see if he can build upon it next week. Baltimore Ravens, we are back next week to keep this party moving. For Bobrock, I'm Johnny Venerable. We'll see you then.